Broadcasting live from the campus of Lander University in Greenwood, South Carolina. This is your college radio station, XLR Lander University Radio. Welcome to No News. I'm your host, Joel Seymour, and today we are going to be talking about the great news coming from fathers from sports festivals and an update on the coronavirus. Our first story today comes from Global News. Single dad adopts abandoned 13-year-old foster child. Tony Mutabazi was adopted by foster dad Peter Mutabazi on November 12th last year. But even before their union was made official, Tony always called him dad. Quote, he's the nicest, smartest kid I've ever met, Mutabazi told Good Morning America on Monday. Quote, from day one, he's always called me dad. He truly meant it, and he looks up to me. He's proud to show me at school and say, he, hey, he's my dad. That's something I love about him. The, father, the foster dad has a particularly personal connection to Tony's story, having run away from an abusive home in Uganda at age 10. He eventually found a parent figure who helped him through school, but life wasn't easy. Quote, they became my sponsor, my family. I grew up the poor of the poorest people on the planet, Bunabazi said. I grew up where no one told me to dream. That there was no future for me. After making it to North Carolina, he started working with World Vision and has fostered 12 children before finding Tony. While Tony's story has a happy ending, it wasn't always so easy for the boy. He'd been in the foster system since the age of two and was adopted by an Oklahoma couple when he was four. His adopted parents abandoned him at a hospital when he was 11 years old. Mutabazi and foster care worker Jessica Ward told the news show, quote, He asked if his parents were coming to get him, and they said no, Mutabazi said. No idea why. His life began to change when Mutabazi received a phone call on January 16th, 2018, asking if he would take Tony for the weekend. When he learned of the boy's story, he was so taken he had to foster him. Quote, I was crying. I thought, who would do that? Once I knew the parents' rights were signed off and he had nowhere to go, I knew I had to take him. The duo is excited to bring in another foster child at some point. For now, though, the two are the stars of Mutabazi's Instagram account, at FosterDadFlipper, which boasts nearly 20,000 followers. Now, this story is not going to have any grand effect on our world, or at least for a long time. Who knows who Tony is going to grow up to be. But this is still an important story just because of the, the, the message that it sends to people and the structure of how everything turned out. Peter came from a very similar situation as Tony. He was able to connect with Tony in a way that many of us will never be able to. 
we can sympathize with his story. And it is a tragic story up until the moment that he meets Peter. But without that personal experience, we ourselves won't know how difficult that life was. But Peter knew because that was his life. And his life was able to change for the best, thankfully, to the sponsors that helped him after he ran away from Uganda. And I, I love the fact that Peter took that and instantly, as soon as he could, poured that back into children for himself. He's a single dad. It's just him alone. And yet he's fostered 12 children before ever meeting Tony. This story, as wonderful as it is, is only part of a larger story, a part of a larger impact. Because of the sponsors that influenced Peter's life, and because Peter wanted to pour that back into others, there are at least 13 children that are better for it. And if those 13 children do the same, that number will only grow exponentially. But now, Peter has been able to bless Tony with a forever home, a place that he can know is safe and a, a parental figure that he can confidently call father. And again, this is an amazing story, but one that we may not be able to connect with. Despite that, we can still learn from their from their influence. Think about who has impacted you and why it was so impactful. Think about what they did for you, how they were able to impact your life in amazing ways. And realize that you can do the same, not just for one person, but for many. That feeling, that ability, that opportunity is unlike anything else. And if you have never been the recipient of that, it's time to be the difference. It's time to make the change for yourself. Our next story comes from CNN. Thousands of meals meant for an Ohio sports festival will instead be sent to Nashville to feed first responders. Amid growing coronavirus fears, the annual Arnold Sports Festival was prohibited from allowing general spectators. The change left the festival with a bunch of food, but no one to eat it. The event, a multi-sport festival that includes Arnold Classic, a bodybuilding competition named after Arnold Schwarzenegger, takes place every year in Columbus, Ohio. This year, however, Ohio authorities prohibited general spectators from attending the festival because of coronavirus. The change left the festival with enough food to accommodate the 200,000 people that typically attend. Instead of throwing it away, the festival found a better use sending meals to tornado victims in Nashville. Quote, 
We wanted something positive to happen to the food that could not be repurposed," said Molly Dale, general manager for Levi, the Greater Columbus Convention Center's food service provider. A refrigerated truck will leave the Greater Columbus Convention Center on Friday. It is expected to arrive at the Nissan Stadium where the Tennessee Titans play on Saturday, according to news release. The plan is to feed first responders and others Saturday evening. The devotion, the donation includes chicken salad and egg salad sandwiches, mixed green salad, fruit, yogurt, a vegetable medley, brown rice, potato chips, and bottled water. Now, this is a fairly short article, but it's still something that's important. It's taking two negative events, two negative circumstances. And using both of them to create solutions, it is unfortunate that those spectators weren't able to attend that that festival. And it's also unfortunate everything that's been happening in Nashville after the tornado. With that said, though, the fact that we are able to swing that that missed opportunity around that that unfortunate. Fact that hey, there's no one who's going to be able to eat this food, and people are willing to donate that food. To think of donating that food, I think is important, and I think this is something that we can continue on and be more intentional about after moments of crisis pass. There is definitely a issue. In this country, with wasting food, there is plenty of food that gets thrown out every day by different restaurants or grocery stores because they don't get sold. But the more that people do things like this, and the more that these ideas get attention, and the more that this starts to infiltrate our our conscious in our society, the more that we are going to be able to see this, the more common it becomes, the more commonplace donate donating food to people who need it becomes, and I think that is something that we need to continue to highlight and continue to encourage. I think this is a wonderful use of all of that food because being able to feed two hundred thousand people is a lot. And it is going to make a huge difference in Nashville, or it already has, I, I suppose. With that said, though, I hope that this doesn't end here, and I hope that this encourages other people to do the same. The more that we can make donations like these common, the more people we're going to be able to affect for the better. The more people we're going to be able to affect for the better, the more good. We're going to be able to see the more rest we're going to be able to have in our lives. Our final story today comes from Forbes. There is a drug already in use. In Japan, which may treat COVID-19, says new study, a group of scientists in Germany have identified a drug called chemistemacilate 
that they believe may work to combat COVID-19, the disease caused by the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus. The new study published last week in Cell shows that SARS-CoV-2 binds to human cells in a similar way to the original SARS coronavirus, SARS-CoV, that caused a worldwide outbreak in 2003, with this binding depending on viral proteins called spike proteins. Quote, spike is so named because that's what it looks like, a spike on the surface of the virus particle, said Angelina Rossman, PhD, a virologist in the faculty of the Center for Infection and Immunity at the Columbia Male Men's School of Public Health. Quote, in order for a virus to infect a cell, it has to attach itself to a protein on the surface of that cell, which we call the receptor. For SARS-CoV-2, this is a protein called ACE2. Spike binds ACE2 and allows SARS-CoV-2 to enter and infect cells, she added. As well as this initial process, the spike protein has to be primed by an enzyme called a protease in order for the virus to completely enter into the cell. The study showed that similar to SARS-CoV, SARS-CoV-2 uses a protease called TMPRSS2 to complete this process. The scientists then looked at whether there were any compounds available that could stop the entry of coronavirus into the cell by stopping the TMPR's SS2 protease from working. From previous work on SARS-CoV, they found one potential candidate called camostat macellate and showed that the drug stopped SARS-CoV-2 from infecting lung cells in a dish. Quote, we found that SARS-CoV-2, like SARS-CoV uses the host proteins ACE2 and TMPRSS2 to enter cells. Both viruses should therefore infect similar cells in patients and may cause disease via similar mechanisms, said Marcus Hoffman, PhD, researcher in the Infection Biology Unit of the German Primate Center Leibniz Institute for Primate Research Göttingen, Germany, and first author of the paper. Developing new drugs for infectious diseases and or even diseases such as cancer or neurog neurological conditions can take years, even decades. But camostat macellate has already been tested in people, albeit not for the treatment of COVID-19. Quote, we knew from our previous work that camostat macellate was active against other coronaviruses, including SARS-CoV. Therefore, we tested whether it is also active against SARS-CoV-2, said Stefan Pullman, PhD, professor in the same institute at Göttingen. Our study shows that camostat macellate blocks infection of cells with SARS-CoV-2-like particles and with authentic patient-derived SARS-CoV-2. Moreover, camostat macellate inhibited infection of important target cells, human lung epithelial cells, he added. The compound is approved in Japan for the treatment of a number of non-infectious conditions in people, such as chronic pancreatitis, and postoperative reflux, uh, and has also had some tests in mice infected with SARS-CoV. 
However, it has never been tested in humans with COVID-19. The article goes on to talk about the fact that they would need to be able to uh, uh, test this drug with animals and then eventually, hopefully soon, being able to test it with humans as well. Likely, the FDA would give this medicine a fast pass partially because of the fact that it has already been in use and also because of the need for a cure. Uh, it, it continues on to say the fact that there are no currently uh, FDA-approved treatments for COVID-19. But with that said, last week, the National Institutes of Health announced that the antiviral drug Remdesivir had begun testing in a human clinical trial in the U.S. Remdesivir, marketed by Gilead Sciences, has previously shown promise in preventing MERS coronavirus disease in tests on monkeys and is already being used in human trials in Wuhan. So the, the reason that I bring this article and if you want to know more about the actual logistics behind it all, I definitely suggest that you go and check this out. Again, it was on Forbes. Um, but the, the reason I brought this is just to point out the fact that there is improvement that is happening and we are getting closer and closer every day to a solution. This outbreak is scary for a lot of people and it's understandable why. But with that said... There is solutions that are being developed, and this won't be the end-all, be-all. There is scare, obviously, for good reason. But there is resolution right around the corner. And it is absolutely fantastic to see all of this come... All, all of these scientists, all of these wonderful minds come together in order to find this solution because I've covered stories the past couple of weeks that I was on about the the initial start to the search for a, a solution, a, a search for a treatment that would be able to uh, um, prevent and to restrict the coronavirus from spreading further. And now we have multiple avenues of uh, medicines that are on the cusp of being a solutions. And it may turn out that we actually had the solutions already, which only means that we're going to be able to bring resolution even quicker. So yes, take precautions as you need, because the solutions aren't here yet. But just know that they are right around the corner. Unfortunately, that is all the time that we have today. However, the good news is far from over. In fact, there was a lot of different articles that I really wanted to cover, but I had to decide which ones I was going to focus on. Uh, with that said, here are just a handful of the ones that I really wanted to cover. Um, according to Stuff, no more active bushfires in New South Wales after more than 240 days. According to The Conversation, vaccines without needles 
new shelf-stable film could revolutionize how medicines are distributed worldwide. That one's really, really cool. According to UPI, new drug prevents bacteria from acquiring antibiotic-resistant genes. According to CNN, a New York pizza shop is putting photos of dogs on pizza boxes to help them find homes. According to the Washington Post, mom raises $1 million for daughter's rare genetic disorder after skiing. Ooh, that was difficult for me to say for some reason. After skiing 125 miles across Norway. According to the Weather Network, Nova Scotia will officially be home to North America's first whale sanctuary. According to Reuters, uh, two different articles from them, Virginia passes bill to achieve 100% carbon-free power by 2045, and Amsterdam's boats go electric ahead of 2025 diesel ban. According to Renew Economy, Germany hits record 61% renewables for month of February. And if you want to learn more about the transition of electricity, the Energy Transition magazine actually has a report on that, the 2020 update. Um, finally, just a really weird and cool article that I found uh, this past week. According to Vice, a key ingredient of for life has been found on an extraterrestrial source, scientists report. Now, if you want to hear any of these stories or read them for yourselves, uh, you can go ahead and visit my website, joelseymour.com, and then go to podcast. There you'll be able to find an archive of every episode of No News that I've done this semester, as well as links to all of these articles. And I highly suggest you check them out. Again, if you want to do that, that's joel, J-O-E-L, Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R, dot com, joelseymour.com. Now, if you're already listening to the archive on your podcast streaming service or on the website, uh, this is actually a live show. This is on xlr1.org um, every Monday at 10 a.m. So if you want to listen live, either go to xlr1.org or uh Find XLR Lander Radio on the FM Radio Pod uh, FM Radio app on your phones. With all of that said, uh, I think that is it for me this week. So I hope you have a great week and that you do some good. <laughs> <laughs>